Welcome back uh, to Music, Movies and Madness. This is part two of our Queen 50th anniversary special. Joining me tonight, as usual, we've got David, Ian and Glenn. Um, I'm Martin. And um, yeah, we're just going to kick straight into things. And tonight we're going to start getting into um, our deep dives. Queen songs that maybe aren't quite as well known as the greatest hits. Um, and also um, best, best Queen live tracks as well. So we'll kick off straight away. Glenn, have you got a, a deep dive for us? Yeah, I do indeed. I've got a song from an album called The Game. And Martin, do you want to tell us where The Game fits into the Queen's sort of back catalogue? Yeah, it was 1980. So it was sort of just before the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Right, so that's where we're at. Well, I've picked a song from the game, and it was an album I played a lot um, back in the day. Um, it had a number of really cool songs on it, like particularly Save Me, I think is probably the biggest song on there. Um, another one, Bites the Dust, and obviously play the game as well. But I'm going to play the second track. It's called Dragon Attack, um, and that's a song by Brian May. Um, another one. Who'd you? Um, I just found out now. Um, so let's have a listen. And I think it's that funkier sort of bass line and groove and then the guitars come on top. Um yeah, yeah, it's fab. Mm. I think it's Do you know do you know much more about it than that? I just I just I remember it and going, I like that. I, one. I mean it sounds to me like it came from a jam. It's definitely like one that I think they kind of must have all just got together and just jammed it out like on the spot kind of thing. Um yeah, I mean, they were starting to kind of embrace that funky thing. And obviously, you know, one of the dust, as you mentioned, is on that album mm-hmm. as well. Um, and they were starting to get into that disco funk kind of vibe, um, which on the next album, which was Hot Space, it kind of went maybe yeah. a little too far, just a little. <laughs> just, but um, yeah, um, slight change of direction. What I will say is, like, 
some of those tracks from Hot Space and Dragon Attack were fantastic when they did them live, though. They rocked them up and they, they really came alive. They're amazing live tracks. But they didn't stay in the set for, for very long, really just to promote those the album. But yeah, um, killer versions, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's my deep cut. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave, what have you got for us as your deep cut? My deep cut? Well, I've gone for, you know, the classic... The classic song about time dilation and space travel. Nice. Fantastic. It's a little bit cliche. I want to break free. I know, fellas. I want to to break free. No. But, you know, you just can't keep Einstein's theory of relativity away from rock music. So I've gone for 39. Nice one. A Brian May classic from the mid 70s. The B side to You're My Best Friend had no idea this is about time travel. Space travel and <laughs> no, the effect of time I. travel on space travel, but it's so cool. I just thought it was a song about sort of being far, far away from home, which it is if you are dealing with Traveling time dilation space. in space yeah. travel and sure. the theory of relativity. <laughs> it's fairly similar. Yeah. Uh, of Isn't course, he an astrophysicist or something. He does. He, he is. has a PhD in astrophysics, which comes in bloody handy when you're lead guitarist. Anyway, um. So, uh, <laughs> I've got I've got one of those is uh, somewhere. They, I think that's what happens when you get to a level on guitar. They just hand those out as well, eh? They, well, they do generally. Yeah, oh, I could. Is that yeah. when you can master like um, so many so many thousand a, hours, a, and they post they yeah. post one out to you, really? And if you can really perfect that B, then you're in, yeah. a signed no, I mean, by the Queen. Sign- this, <laughs> well, this is uh, you know the song's about. It's a poignant story, and it's one that's dear to my heart because it's fairly similar. So, so it's a poignant story about a group of space explorers who return home to find their loved ones have aged significantly. Fairly similar to my children who return home from school and find that their dad, after working a whole day from home, has aged significantly. <laughs> so I, I relate to this one. But I do love the fact he's uh, Brian May's on the 12-string acoustic. Uh, love a good 12-string acoustic and um, uh, absolutely, uh, yeah, it's a bit folky, um, but um, it's actually listed as prog rock uh, in Wikipedia. I don't get that, but however, this is it, um, 39. Weren't afraid to just throw anything in there, eh? It's absolutely not. Different. I'm glad they didn't become a folk band. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They would have lost me. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I that well they lost me. Uh, I like the song. It's on um, Night of the Opera, isn't Night it? Of the yeah, Opera. Night of the yeah. Opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never but, heard that. I've never it's heard like that. It's a deep cut. <laughs> deep yes. cut. Not on any no greatest hits, mates. Not on one, two, or three. She's um, <laughs> yeah, down the list. <laughs> totally different, isn't it? Yeah, totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's quite cool. I mean, it's just it's just a bit of again, it's fun. It is fun. Mm. Just the lyrics, the the um, uh, the harmonies. It's just fun. And yeah, their albums are littered with lots of things like that. There's always oh, yeah. lots of little bits and bobs that are very. Very interesting and different. It's quirky. And, yeah. It's just yeah, quirky. quirky. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Don't you think Brian sounds like Freddie? Uh, well, yes. Uh, yeah. You listen to the song. They play it live yeah. a lot. Uh, Freddie sings it, and you could almost think, yeah, he sings it in a very, and obviously, Brian's pitch. Um, and, yeah, it's fairly similar. I was mm. checking it out earlier. Mm. At the um, at the Freddie tribute concert, um George Michael, everyone remembers him doing Somebody to Love, but he also did 39, and he told a little story before he sang it, and, and apparently he used to bust that song on the London Underground. He did a good version too, yeah. Yeah, I've chosen a slightly different one, in the the one that I've chosen isn't Freddie singing either. Um, this is a Roger song, um, and it's from the Sheer Heart Attack album, and it's one of my faves. I love this song, like... You know, if I was going to get a tattoo, like, this could be it. You know, so. <laughs> I think I know where we're going. I think I know where we're going. It's, it's not the it's not the car one. But, oh, um, shit. <laughs> from the album before that. Okay. Um, this is a song called Tenement Funster. Um, and, what? Um, what was, what's it called? Tenement Funster. Yeah. A tenement as in a tenement block. Oh, you would get that tattoo. having fun. Oh, you get no. that tattooed on your knuckles. No, Tenement maybe some, of, some of the lines from it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, um, it kind of, again, it was a very deep cut, um, but it became a bit of a cult classic toward the, the diehard Queen fans out there. And um, when Roger started doing his solo talks later on, he kind of brought the song back and um, it used to just go down like a storm. Um, so this is a Tenement Funster, yeah. Got away with the girls on my block Trying my best to be a real individual So you did get a mention of a car in there as well, right? <laughs> yeah. I just um, uh, again like that's a rock and roll up song. <laughs> it's like it looks like the boys are back in town. It's one of those kind of songs for me. Mm. I love it, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, so that was from like 1974. Yeah, Jeez, that's that raunchy sound to it, eh? That raunchy rock and roll and yeah, he's only yeah, one minute Roger, away. Roger to... Taylor, Roger yeah. Taylor's just an incredible singer. I mean, he's an incredible drummer, but his vocals are just bang on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, and um, 
yeah, you know, and he still can see right now as well, which is quite scary because they're all getting pushing close to sort of mid seventy now. Um, and it's pretty pretty outstanding that they can still kind of pull that off and, and do that like that. But yeah, amazing vocalist. It's a bit like uh, it's a bit like the Sambora Bon Jovi thing, and Sambora oh. was always the one above bon jovi screech screaming it out and phenomenal singer bon jovi mm. was all right but sambora man absolutely interesting how that works eh? Mm. all right and you're gonna do a, a, a bit of a double dip here and cross us over between our, our deep cut and our live track right so what have you got for us tonight oh it's always the madness isn't it i'm sorry i have uh I've enjoyed this a little bit actually because uh, yeah I was searching through the live tracks and um, that's something like I say I'm not a massive Queen fan but I will say this I think one of my favorite live DVDs probably definitely top three would be live at Wembley yeah um, I just think it's a cracking concert a really really good DVD if you've never seen it Queen mm -hmm. live at Wembley definitely watch that um the song i chose for this one was called who wants to live forever mm. and and the reason i chose it was because uh it was hard to choose because there's so many good bloody songs but it, it's for me it's um it's a huge song and it's kind of anthemic and that whole stadium rock thing just comes through the whole song for me it's it's also a slow song um which i know are really difficult to perform in a live um environment as opposed to fast songs are a lot easier but slower ballads man whew. um i love the lyrics i love the live arrangement uh, i love their live performance of it and yeah i just for me i think it kind of puts queen at a point where i would say that they're just i don't know untouchable maybe is a word that's what i think um yeah so freddie's vocals on fire up and down the scales hitting all the false false seto stuff um and again that's really hard to do uh i've worked with some proper musicians in a live performance and doing that slow stuff is really hard to do live and i can only imagine in that capacity with all that adrenaline and you've just halfway through the rock concert and you you drop it all back to this amazing ballad and they just absolutely nail it um so let's have a little snippet of who wants to live forever uh i'll bring you in with summer freddie This, this is what you're hearing there. I'm not a professional singer, but this is absolute vocal control. Right, this guy. Beautiful. 
a little slip there in the vocal, but just, I mean, you know, this guy's got full control. And uh, I love that. That's powerful for me. That's real powerful stuff. If you skip forward a little bit in the song now to around about the three minute and 54 second uh, part of the song, what you're going to hear now is the, um, this is the Brian May massive chords in, throughout the song when it's going to a rock song. But this is, a, again, a really good example where he pulls it back when he goes into his solo and that sort of signature Brian May soft but edgy melodic guitar break. Check this out. Beautiful, you know this again. He's not, he's not singing, but he's a master of his instrument, and he's it's all about the control in that environment. Ugh, I love it. Uh, then you build to the massive uh, big crescendo at the end. You got Roger, John, Freddie, Brian. Uh, I've written down. It's just like an onslaught, um, just pure stadium rock genius. <laughs> And I, I just would have loved to have been there when they played that. I think that would have just gone through your whole body. Uh, the song's a six track off the album. It's a kind of magic. Mm. It was actually written for the Highlander movie. Yeah. Uh, written by Brian May. And I think in the album version, Brian sings verse one. In the live version, Freddie does his dues, and rightly so, because I think in that live performance, you need that strong vocals there but oh, I just think it's just a phenomenal live song to nail that you've got to be so good mm, totally yeah mm, extraordinary extraordinary is a word yeah yep yeah I think one of yeah. the big things with Brian as well that with just his guitar sound and why it's so kind of Brian May he is is the guitar because mm. the guitar the red special you know he built that guitar himself with his dad um, and it's made out of an old fireplace. My claim to fame as a Queen fan is that I've actually played it. Um, I've actually played the real thing. Um, oh, wow. And um, it was um, at a convention and Brian's guitar pick was there. And he was telling us about Brian was looking to get it insured. Um, and... Um, he met with the insurance broker and the insurance broker said, well, how much do you want to do it for? Like, and he's like, what, half a million? And Brian's like, nah, it's worth more than that. And the guy said, well, a million? He's like, nah, it's worth more than that. So, or two million? He's like, nah, it's worth more than that. <laughs> so he ended up, it's not insured. They, they couldn't decide on the price of insurance, so he didn't get it insured. And he has lost it once. He left it on a plane. Uh, <laughs> sat next, in the seat next to him, got off the plane, just like, 
went, oh, and like, <laughs> thankfully someone handed it in, but oh my God, oh. I can imagine that. Um, I just, yeah. I just think as a, I think as a live, as a live band, this is the part of the show we're going live. I just, I get so blown away when it's only three, mostly three musical instruments and a singer. I mean, he jumps on piano, but mm. God, the sound uh, that's, and all that is, is you're talking about the best. These guys know their shit and they're the best. And that's how you get that sound. Uh, okay, Glenn, what have you got for us a live track? All right. I've got a cracker. Um, a quiet sort of a track. Originally from 1975's Night at the Opera and made an appearance on the Live Killers um, live album. Um, and it was actually bizarrely released as a single in um, Argentina and Brazil and went to number one. And it was through when they toured there in 81 um, oh. They were blown away by by the, got the, the same. The, I think we got the same one, mate. <laughs> oh, no, oh. No. <laughs> it's not yeah. me, Martin. It's David and Glenn. <laughs> yeah, they were blown away by the the reaction of the crowd. And I remember we had the live at Rio album, um, you know, VHS, and just watching how the crowd was so into it and the masterful control of the crowd that Freddie had with everyone um, sort of really was the highlight. Um, so I've picked Love of My Life because yeah. I think it's absolutely phenomenal and shows that wonderful energy that he's able to, he's almost like got this crowd in the palm of his hand. I think there's about half a million people, I think, at Rock and Rio. Um, Martin, you'll be able to tell us yeah, about Rock about and right. Rio. Yeah. I'm about right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's have a little listen to it. Here we go. Love of my life, don't leave me. You've stolen my love. You now deserve me. Stunned silence from the band. Yeah, amazing. Done. Just completely full. What do you can say? And don't forget, this is a crowd that don't actually have to speak English as their first language. Astonishing, um, absolutely astonishing to to witness that that control and 
It's a band. You must be like, what? Even just listening to it now, it's giving me goosebumps. And and let's face it again, it's not the easiest song to sing. Uh-huh. It's not it's not like gotta be cool, relax. No, there's some proper yeah. vocal shit going on there, right? I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So astonishing. Um, I, think, I think you're right to pick that one too, because a lot of people pick the Live at Wembley one where he conducts the, the crowd, right? That's the famous mm. one. But actually, it all started back in South America, like mm. you say. Mm. And, um, and I mean, the crowd's just like half a million. Fuck, and it's just, it's hard to complicate your head around. Yeah. Yeah. Insane stuff. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so my live one, and it's actually my favorite Queen song. Um, and for me, vocally, this song um, trumps Bohemian Rhapsody in terms of the vocal stuff and the harmonies and all of that. I think it's it's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this particular version is from Milton Keynes <laughs> uh, in 1982, I think. Um, but the song came out a lot earlier. Uh, it was on the Day at the Races album. Um, this is um, somebody to love and this intro every single time same thing like the hairs go up on my arms i get the goosebumps i think it's like freddie's absolute perfection on this in terms of his vocal intro here um so yeah let's have a listen to this wrap up the stuff that we kind of chosen but let's talk a little bit about just like how good a singer he actually was um pretty amazing in my book i mean his range is off the scale um he could do falsetto at like full bore no problem at all but he could actually go pretty deep as well um a lot of the time those like low notes these things are often in the harmonies are kind of buried in there um but um yeah you know he just had an incredible range and the, and the power in his voice. Like, you know, I don't think there's very many who could match him. Robert Plant, maybe? Like, no. for power? But I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. Um, what I've got for us as well, uh, just um, a little thing. Um, I found um, a version of Under Pressure 
Um, and it's the a cappella version. So it's all of the backing stripped out and it's just Bowie and, and Freddie singing. Um, and every time I hear this, it kind of strikes me just how good Bowie is on this song as well um, mm. when you listen to it. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of this as well, just to kind of wrap this up. Pressure pushing down on me, pressing down on you, no man has fall. Under pressure that burns the building down, splits the family in two, puts people on streets. It's a terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, let me out. Pray tomorrow gets me higher. There you go. Like the story about regards to Under Pressure was they were in the studio recording an album and Bowie just happened to be in town, popped in for a cup of tea. Um, well, it's a cup of tea, yeah, right. Um, and um, <laughs> it, uh, it basically turned into a bit of a jam. Um, they jammed a few cream songs, apparently, um, and um, then thought, well, okay, why don't we, you're here, why don't we just write something? Um, and started kind of coming up, coming up with that, and he came up with the riff, and the rest was kind of history. Um, who, wrote, who wrote the words to it? They Well, both of them did, actually, Freddie and, um, oh, cool. well, actually, the whole band kind of had a part in it. Roger had a quite a big part in it as well. Um, the story goes that when it came to recording the vocals, um, neither one, neither Bowie or Freddie, wanted the other one to hear what they were doing. Um, oh, and okay. one would leave the studio while the other one was recording. But what they didn't know, what Freddie didn't know, was every time that he went in to record his vocals, Bowie was actually sneaking out, he snuck, snuck out and then snuck back in and would put his <laughs> ear to the door to hear what he was doing. <laughs> so, so he could basically try and trump it. Um, so, yeah, so it was definitely a one-upmanship going on with it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, the track was, they didn't actually finish the track at the time and it wasn't until a little bit later on that Queen went back into the studio to kind of finish it off. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those songs, right? It's just so many iconic songs. Um, yeah. And I guess that kind of brings us neatly to the end of the show, really. Um, thank you guys for, for your picks tonight and for um, all your, your words of wisdom. Um, it's been fun and... Um, yeah, looking forward to our next kind of album or band focused one. So many 50th anniversaries this year, so we still got time to kind of put a few more out there, I think. Um, yeah, thank you, listeners, for, for tuning in, and um, we hope you enjoyed the show. And um, we look forward to speaking to you and seeing you again next week. Thanks a lot. Good night. Bye.